Hey, welcome back. Second half of this hump day edition of Main Street Sports Today. Coming up in the second half, we talk our daily Braves segment. Uh, for better or for worse. Also, we'll be joined by Mitt Winter, an NIL attorney. That's right. Specialist in this uh, field, this new field, if you will. Plus, it's Wild and Wacky Wednesday. Speaking of wacky information. Uh, and... Um, a very unique one coming up. We have we have video. We have uh, uh, props. We have um, show and tell for uh, this edition of Wild and Wacky Wednesday. So you want to stay tuned for that. <laughs> Back to uh, the Hall of Famer Mo Patton and the Sundrop Kid from Alabama, Chris Yao. Welcome back in. We do have props for today, and oh, what a day it has been already. First half was a solid half, guys. Just throwing that out there. If you missed it, go back and listen to the podcast. Go watch it on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, our website, MainStreetSportsToday.com. Any of those things, you can go back and watch the first half or listen to it at your leisure. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. So definitely do that. Time to stop putting it off, procrastinating. <laughs> The Braves, Mo, mm, just a struggle. I mean, I and and I don't, I don't know what the issue is here, other than this seems to be a recurring theme. Over the last what two or three years, we've seen this same thing happen. Positively. The Braves have been able to come back in the latter half of the year and take advantage of the Mets' misfortune, but I'm not sure the Mets are going to misfortune this year. I'm not sure the Mets are going to cooperate with that scenario this time around. And and I've and last night just kind of hit different, I think, because, you know, there's been so much of a Matt Olson backlash. Well, yesterday, last night was clearly his best game as a member of the Atlanta Braves. I think he was four for five with a home run and a couple of doubles. Um, offensively, they did everything they needed to do. Starting pitching, I think you got, what, five and a third solid innings out of Charlie Morton. And then the bullpen, late, Kenley Jansen in particular, manages to not get it done, but take the lead in extra innings. The Braves scored a run in extra innings. I mean, who'd have thought? And then, yet again, the bullpen gives it right back, gives it up, gives up the win, 8-7 in Arizona to a team that's not great. It just feels like, this ball game last night really had a different complexion and left you feeling a little bit different than some of the other losses because the bullpen has had its ups and downs, but for the most part has been a point of, I mean, it, it's been a strength for this team, it feels like. It certainly point, should have been. Yeah, and, and Kenley Jansen has been... He hasn't had a clean inning in a couple of weeks, but 
coming in had had 24 consecutive saves. But not coming into last night. No, coming into as a Brave. Mm -hmm. Since then, he's blown three as a Brave. So that's that's not what you expected when you went and got Kenley Jansen. And the thing is, last night in particular, okay, you threw coming in behind Charlie Morton. I think you threw AJ Mentor. Mentor. You threw McHugh. You threw Will Smith, who gave up an earned run. But not the lead. But still, you're a closer by all by by all. You're counts. Will Smith. You're Will you're, Smith. The, the, the fact that you're Will Smith overrides the fact that you're a closer. Well, I maybe, mean, but but you you got out of Will Smith's inning and you still had the lead. That's a W as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> wow, that's not yes, but <laughs> I, I'm I'm just telling you. I mean. That's what we have to work with. Snitker's going to continue to put him out there in those situations. We're going to have to survive those situations. And last night we did. They did. So, you know, and, and then we didn't. Well, and it just felt different because this team shouldn't, this team should not lose that game when it scores seven runs. No, no, absolutely not. In, in any circumstance. Yeah. And Grant McCauley tweeted, Brian Jordan ain't wrong. This happens more than it should, and it's gotten way past old. And when I read that tweet an hour ago, I didn't know if he meant Ronald Acuna getting hit. That's exactly what he meant. Or the bullpen blowing a lead, and that's the telling part, is I didn't know which one it was. No, but he definitely meant Ronald Acuna. Sure. And... You know, nobody came out the dugout. Nobody knocked anybody down. Nobody drilled anybody. I'm getting tired of it. It's, it is ridiculous. And I'm not saying you got to go up there and throw at somebody's head. But you've got to. The you, catcher got, literally walked out there, told him to hit him, and he did on the next pitch. Why is the catcher not taking one? The catcher? Marte, you know, um, who's the first baseman? Christian Walker. I'm not I hitting mean, Marte. Whoever, whoever, whoever they're putting Marte on base. Well, well, he's getting on base anyway. <laughs> yeah. If he's going to get on, you might as well hit him. But I mean, you take you you find either the catcher, like you said, Dalton Varsho, or their best player because Acuna's ours. But. You've got to back your best player up. This can't keep happening. Brian Jordan is absolutely right. And at some point, I feel like Acuna is going to take his own hands. And I think the only thing that keeps him from doing so is the thought of a three-game suspension. But at some point, somebody's got to do something. Clearly, Snitker ain't. The day that Ronald charges the mound. Is the day that all this changes. Potentially. But it will also be the day that I pretend he's Ric Flair or Stone Cold Steve Austin head, <laughs> running out to the ring. I'm going to be cheering like crazy. Woo. Yes, sir. <laughs> Go yeah. get him. Go get him. Don't stop. <laughs> Take your bat with you. Yeah, well, and Flip I, it when you're done. And I don't think anybody really wants to see that because I would imagine by the time he gets there, he's going to have a lot built up. 
Nobody wants to see it. I don't want to see it because I don't, I mean, I don't want. Well, I mean, I don't want to see him get suspended for having to handle something that his teammates didn't. Nobody. And I don't. It's old. Tired of talking about it. Mm -hmm. We got to stop. Figure it out. There's a lot that needs figuring out down there. Um, I hear the music. Yeah. I, so I guess that's my cue. My eyeballs are a little blurry. So June 1st, 2007. This is not an Atlanta Braves history tidbit. Philip Wellman, manager of the Mississippi Braves, becomes oh, yeah. the focus of national press coverage and internet discussion when he throws an epic tirade against an umpire. It was actually in Chattanooga that took place. I believe it was at Angle Stadium. I wish that uh, somebody would put one of those because of what Acuna got hit. You're right. Um, do yourself a favor if you're not familiar with this incident. Just Google Philip Wellman and sit back and enjoy. Thank me later. It's worth it. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Mitt Winter joins us to talk a little NIL after this break, so stick around. Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We'll be back after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. Are you an enthusiastic sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck yes, that'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student-athletes in your community? Obviously, yes. Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Tennessee. Because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. 
ESPN Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao alongside the Hall of Famer, Mo Patton, J.P. Plant, the legend, at least in his own mind, back in the burg. <laughs> That's right. Glad to have you back with us, J.P. We, we really are. Um, not, not just that, but glad to be back with you guys, the listeners and viewers, because we were off for nearly a week we were off for nearly a week um it's sporadic i think you made a couple of appearances yeah. Yeah. sporadically i made one and a half you were on I the guess. first you were on that tuesday show for a minute though i was on the tuesday show i don't know if i was actually on camera or not and then um you were at the end of the show i can tell you that and then i was on on wednesday maybe but that was it because I didn't get assigned to the show the last couple of days. <laughs> Just going to leave that there. Uh, yeah. So glad to be back with you guys. Seriously. Spring fling was a blast. It was, it's always, a, it's always a lot of fun. We, we put a lot of work in. If you want to check out mainstreetmurray.com, mainstreetpreps.com, you can find all of the coverage from spring state championships here in, Tennessee. So we appreciate it. Now we're going to go to the phone lines or I guess the video. I think Mitt is on video today. So Mitt Winter, Apparently. there he is. <laughs> a, How you doing a, guys? A, doing well, Mitt. A, Mitt is a, an expert in NIL law. And I don't know, you know how quickly do you have to study to become an expert in this stuff? Because it seems like you'd have to stay on it all day, every day, Mitt. <laughs> Yeah, it definitely takes up a pretty good amount of of my day. I always kind of take some time in the morning to look on Twitter and keep track of what's going on, read the news, and check out all the different laws that are being amended or or considered by different states. So yeah, it's definitely a lot of a lot of stuff to keep track of right now for sure. So what does an NIL attorney do in this climate, Mitt? Uh, so a few different things. Um, so I've represented a lot of businesses that are doing deals with athletes, uh, represent some universities, just kind of help them out with their NIL programs. Um, I've represented some of the NIL collectives, which you guys, some of your listeners are probably familiar with. Um, then I've also represented some athletes as well. So kind of done everything in the, in the new NIL space. And and your goal as an NIL attorney, I guess, is to make sure that people are staying within whatever the guidelines are that, that have been established, whether it's the collectives, the businesses, the the athletes or the schools. Yeah, that, or or to yeah, let them right, know yeah. what the guidelines are and then let them make the decision, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, obviously advise them on, on what the rules are. And, you know, the best way to, to follow those rules or, or the laws. Um, but, yeah, in some cases, you're, you're just advising them and letting them kind of make the, the final decision on what they want to do. Um, but, but with the businesses, it's um, advising on what the rules are and then helping them structure contracts and agreements. Um, yeah, you know, so. Yeah. NIL, there's there's basically three levels of NIL. So you have uh, the NCAA rules, then you have state laws, then you have school policy. So it's it's kind of 
whatever state a person is in advising them on what what those rules are and, and what the laws are and how to stay within those those rules and laws and are you working then across the country i mean are you having to keep up with nil laws in both maine and washington state for instance or are you kind of narrowing things down a little bit how are you going about your business in managing all this yeah it's definitely all over the place so that, that's why i try and do my best to keep track of all the different nil laws there are about i think 29 nil laws state laws in effect right now and then you have the ncaa rules and then the different school policies obviously so i i you know one person can't keep up on all the different school policies especially when you have 320 whatever division one schools um, but yeah, I have clients all, all over the country. Um, so it's, it's a lot of work to keep up on what's going on. Sounds like. Yeah. And, and one of the states that, you know, I guess today passed their law, uh, Louisiana, the state Senate has approved a bill that would allow schools, their affiliates and boosters to compensate student athletes for NIL. You know, when, when states, are taking hurdles out of the situation that doesn't necessarily mean that that, that schools can still uh, facilitate it's still against is, is it against ncaa rules for a school to facilitate or or how does how does that work right now do, do these state laws even matter um it's not against ncaa rules to facilitate a deal so a school can help an athlete obtain a deal so a lot of times what happens is a business will reach out to a school and say hey i'd, I'd like to work with this athlete or um, i'd like to work with one of your athletes and you know will you please put me in contact with that athlete so we can work out a deal gotcha. if schools are not able to facilitate deals either because of their their state law or their school policy the school really can't do anything to let the athlete know that this business wants to do a deal with them. Uh, but it's not against NCAA rules for that to happen. Um, some of the state laws prohibit it. And that's why you're seeing a lot of the states amend their, their laws um, to allow the schools to facilitate those deals. Because there's really, in my mind, there's really no reason that a school shouldn't be able to you know, tell an athlete that a business has reached out to the school and like to do a deal with them. Um, I don't, I don't think there's any reason the school shouldn't be able to put the athlete and the business, um, in touch. Um, but the NCAA rules, they do still prevent schools from actually paying the athletes themselves sure. as part of the NIL deals. So they can't pay them. They can just point them to someone else that can pay them. Exactly. As well, long as know. they're in a state, as long as they're in a state that allows facilitation, there are still some states that have laws that don't allow the schools to facilitate deals. You know, it's, it's interesting because one of the things that, that I think was forcing some businesses to do deals with guys who hadn't gotten to campus yet was because of this. They were trying to get out ahead of them getting to school. So they were contacting someone at the high school level or whatever. Hey, I want to, we want to do an NIL deal with this guy, but obviously we don't know how to get in touch with him after he gets to school because the schools can't facilitate or whatever based on state law. And and I'm curious if that's going to change things or if, or if folks are still going to be reaching out to high school kids and, and, and that sort of thing. I, we, we, we specifically thinking about, you know, Nico Iamaleva and his, 
alleged $8 million deal with the collective, mm-hmm. you know, is that something that athletes at the high school level or just graduating need to be concerned with? Yeah, I, I definitely think so. Um, you know, if you're in high school athlete and you have you haven't committed to a school and you have collectives reaching out to you offering you deals in return for a commitment to a specific school if you accept that deal you know technically you're violating the NCAA rules and potentially state law and also a school policy and so you're you're putting your college eligibility at risk if you accept a deal like that um, and the NCAA couple of weeks ago they they said you know they haven't really been doing much in the way of enforcing their rules related to booster involvement collector and inv- collective involvement in in the recruiting space now they say they're going to start investigating and, and enforcing their rules related to that um so I, I think high school athletes definitely need to be aware of what the rules are in their parents as well and make sure they're not getting into a situation where they're offered some money you know it's hard to turn down money, um, especially if you're in an economic situation where you might need that money, um, but you don't want to put your eligibility at risk. Um, so it's important to know what the rules are. Speaking with Mitt Winter, a um, name, image, and likeness attorney practicing out of Kansas City here on Main Street Sports Today. Mitt, do you see a point where NIL trickles down to the high school level? I, I I think we've heard some situations where some high school student athletes were or did have the possibility. Now, I know here in Tennessee, it's not allowed by the high school governing body, but do you see a situation where that becomes a common thing? Uh, it'll, it'll definitely start to happen more. I don't know how common it will be. Um, there are, are nine states right now where a high school athlete can monetize their NIL and still maintain their high school athletics eligibility. Um, And there have been some high school athletes that have signed deals with Nike and and Spalding, other big companies like that. Um, So it's definitely already happening and it'll probably happen some more, Uh, but it's going to have to be, you know, high school athletes that are, are very marketable based on social media followings they have, they have, or if they're just, you know, really amazing at their sport and, and just very well known. Um, but, but it's definitely going to happen, happen some more. And I think um, more athletes will be allowed to do that. Um, more state high school athletic associations are considering changing their rules or in the process of changing their rules. And so I think that's going to continue to spread beyond those, those nine states that allow it now. Specifically here in the Southeast and Southeastern Conference with Greg Sankey's latest uh, comments on NIL, you know, does, do you get the idea that, or, or the thought that maybe this is going to lead to some quicker changing of the guards in the power five level, or could they maybe branch off and get out of the NCAA because of this? What, what, what's the what's the future hold for the Power Five as it re, res, regards to the NIL? Um, well, I think just with the future of Power Five football, I think there's a really distinct possibility that 
Power Five football just completely moves outside of the NCAA and is governed by the college football playoff or another similar entity. Um, you know, football as a sport at the Power Five level, it's, it's so so much different than the other college sports, and the amount of money that's being generated is, is so much greater than the other sports, and it really makes sense for it to almost you know just move completely out of the NCAA structure and be and be governed differently. And a lot of the college sports leaders, um, Gene Smith and others, Jack Swarbrick, the AD at Notre Dame, have, have talked about this um, as a possibility. And I think it's uh, it's gaining steam for sure. Um, and I think NIL is kind of one of the factors that is, is playing into that and kind of pushing things in that direction. Um, so in the next, I don't know, it's hard to say, maybe five years, um, something like that might happen. And the NCAA right now has a transformation committee that's kind of considering some of these issues. And, you know, it's a possibility that that might come out of the transformation committee. Another idea that's been talked about is a whole new division is formed um, that's still within the NCAA. And maybe Power Five just kind of has its own division um, separate from the, from the G5. Uh, but we'll definitely see some movement in, in football to kind of have its own structure outside the NCAA, I believe. It's certainly interesting. I, I, we obviously have talked about that coming, mm-hmm. you know, in, I mean, timeline, who knows, but it's, it certainly seems like a lot of the old guard is either frustrated and, and it may just be because they were, they, they knew something and now they don't. So everybody's kind of on the same footing. And <laughs> so it's certainly putting a lot of people in uh, awkward situations, including the Southeastern Conference and Greg Sankey and, and everybody else. But obviously that's the ones that we're most concerned with here, uh, Mitt. And so to kind of overview right now, the NCAA, you said, is beginning to set its guidelines and enforce them. Someone mentioned potentially back dating, I guess, and enforcing some of their their rules uh, retroactively. I'm not sure if that's mm-hmm. still going to happen. Uh, but what is next? Is there national legislation coming? It, do do we need to be focusing on on that, or is the biggest impact going to come from the NCAA actually enforcing their guidelines? Yeah, in terms of national legislation, I don't think we'll see any federal legislation uh, soon at all. Um, you know, Greg Sankey and other conference commissioners are, have gone and met with some of the leaders in, in Congress uh, to push for a federal NIL law. Uh, but I don't think that's going to happen um, soon, if ever. So I the states will continue to either, you know, amend their laws to make them more permissive or completely repeal their laws. Um, so I think it's going to it's going to fall to the NCAA. And the question there is how effective they're going to be within enforcing their rules that they have. Um, the NCAA's problem is it doesn't have subpoena power, so it's hard for the NCAA to get third parties like collectives and boosters that are getting involved in their recruiting to cooperate, even if the NCAA is going to investigate, you know, they don't have to cooperate. They have no 
obligation to talk to the NCAA. Um, so I think the NCAA is really going to have to rely on the athletes who have information and have been, you know, privy to being offered deals and signing deals, uh, cooperating. And the NCAA can get, you know, in certain instances, get them to talk. Um, you know, they can offer that carrot of, you know, we know about this deal and we think it's a recruiting inducement. So your eligibility is at risk. But if you share the information that you have with us, you know, we're not going to declare you ineligible. We just want to know about what this collective or this booster has been doing. So that might get some athletes to talk. We'll see. Um, some schools, if they have information as well, they're supposed to share information with the NCAA also. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah. that, that doesn't always, that doesn't always happen as you guys know, so <laughs> yeah, of, okay. especially, especially lately schools have been taking a much more adversarial stance with the NCAA. Well, um, thank you, Oklahoma state. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 yeah. not thank you, yeah. Oklahoma state. Thank you, NCAA. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, still, yeah. but it's, it's the Oklahoma state yeah. that brought that about. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> right. a direct result of how they were dealt with. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because in Oklahoma State tried to cooperate, and they got hammered. Hammered. And the schools that say, yeah, we don't really really want to share this information with you. We're going to make this as hard as possible for you, NCAA. They're, you know, they're, they're doing yeah, fine. They haven't, they haven't been yeah. hit yet. So. I mean, Will Wade got fired, but. How long did that take? Yeah, exactly. That was, yeah, that That's what I'm saying. After. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, it, we're going to make it as hard as possible and as long mm. and drawn out as we can make there it. You so, there you yeah. go. There you go. Yeah. Mitt, thank you for taking time with us, man. We really appreciate you. Yeah. Shed some light on this, and and I know it's changing every day. So, uh, <laughs> so so get back to work. <laughs> yeah. We've passed three laws since we've been sitting here, man. Sorry. I know. <laughs> I'll have to go check Twitter. Yeah. See what's been happening. Thank you. Seriously, we appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. All right. When we come back. The weirdest and wildest news from across the world is Wild and Wacky Wednesday here on Main Street Sports. Literally from across the world. From across the world. (laughs) So stick around. Main Street Sports Day returns after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. 
Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50 plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731 and schedule your tour today. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Tennessee. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the TSSAA. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our orthoquick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. This is Chris Yao with Main Street Sports Today. Every show, Mo Patton and I welcome friends from all across the sports landscape, from high school coaches and reporters to national, college, and pro sports personalities. You never know who might stop by for a chat. AP Tennessee Sports Editor, three-time Tennessee Sports Writer of the Year 2020 TSWA Hall of Famer. She covers the Titans, the Predators, the Grizzlies, college football, and hoops. Please make welcome, Teresa Walker. Former University of Tennessee, former Team USA Olympian, XI Young Award winner, Ari Dickey. Ari, did I miss anything? Man, that was sweet. <laughs> yeah, I need to listen to that before I go to bed every night. That was nice. Has five sports Emmys. That's not bad for the other guy in Wham. Ryan McGee. <laughs> <laughs> other guy Wham married the best looking girl Bananarama, so other guy Wham had pretty good life. From preps to pros, we're taking on the sports topics you care about. Tune in across Main Street Media social platforms at 2 p.m. or on demand on your podcast distribution platform of choice. Welcome back in Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Young, Mo Patton, bringing you the weirdest and wildest news from across the world here momentarily. And, and this is kind of weird, but also sports-related. The Indoor Football League is has been around since 2004-ish. 2000, I'm not entirely sure. They are holding their national championship. That is what they're calling it, the IFL National Championship, in Vegas this year. They have a title sponsor. Now, first, I want to go into the fact that the Billings Outlaws, a mean, a team in Montana, in the IFL, okay, based in Billings, Montana, okay, their owners just got kicked out of the league because they didn't pay any of their bills, the hotel bills, the rent for the arena, none of that. They just Did didn't they pay the players. They paid the players, but they didn't pay anything else. Nothing else. Well, at least they had priorities. <laughs> so. <laughs> The, the sponsor of the IFL National Championship is Dollar Loan Center, don't be broke.com. <laughs> now, all I'm saying is, probably should have sent the Billings owners that before now. <laughs> 
could have. So how did they get kicked out of the league? Are, are they playing or have the, they the, been? The outlaws are playing. The team is playing. Uh-huh. The owners are just no longer owners of the team. So who, who, who owns the team? The league now owns the team. And they will try to sell it at some point, I'm sure. But here's the best part. Don'tbebroke.com. Don'tbebroke.com. The commissioner of the IFL is a former multi-level marketing like executive. So basically, the IFL is becoming a MLM Ponzi scheme. <laughs> this is it's insane. Don'tbebroke.com, folks. Wow. I'm going. I'm going to go see if I can get a loan real quick. I like that. <laughs> Why not? Right. Why not? This is wild. That's. I'm going to tell you what. As as website names go, it's a good one. It, <laughs> man, that's that's gold. <laughs> I mean, kudos to whoever came up with that for them. Don't be broke. Dot com. <laughs> I like it. Well, if, if they wouldn't be sponsoring the, the league if they were don't go don't go broke dot com because the best way to become a millionaire is to be a billionaire and buy a sports team. <laughs> so there you go. I'll give you one for that. He stole it. Don't worry. Yeah, I I know. Oh yeah, I that's know. definitely stolen. Mm-hmm. But you know. Anyway, let's. <laughs> Let's get into it. All right. I think we already have. First, well, yes, but not to this extent. First of all, JP, I don't know if you know this, but, but Ukraine has taken a 2 nothing lead over Scotland in the UEFA World okay. Cup. They've not played an international game since November. Wow. Their coach, their coach. Has been out. Enlisted to defend his uh-huh. country when Russia invaded, and they told him, no, go get a World Cup. There you go. Oh wow! So, okay. Well, if that ain't motivation, yeah, definitely going to be the world's fan favorite. Yeah, in, so in future anyway, competitions, current and future. They're up now two nothing, and uh, so yeah, that, that that's pretty crazy. Okay. But since we are talking about that side of the world, why don't mm. we go to that side of the world and bring you the wildest ten U soccer? I'm sorry, hockey sequence that we've ever seen and please forgive us all of this is in russian we have no idea what they're saying but if you watch the goalie that's all you need to do and for those of you who are only listening and not watching apologies yeah you need to you're gonna have to come watch us uh, watch this one because it is the wildest thing i've ever seen so jp hit it maestro так, ну, подъехал арбитр поговорить с Артемием Акшумовым и объяснить ему все, что нужно. Но Артемий вскипает и просто отоварил судью кулаком. Вот это да, да ладно, какая жесть вообще. Артемий, вау, это наш детка. И он просто не выдерживает и прямо клюшкой по корбу промеж лопаток. Вы посмотрите на! Я такого еще в своей жизни не видел. One more time, replay guy. 
Wow. Tell the, so, the listeners what happened? Walk we, them through that. We will try to explain what just happened. The goalie. Of now, this, this is a, what, 10U? 10U Little hockey League hockey game. In Russia. <laughs> the goalie apparently didn't like the call from one of the officials. And, <laughs> and they were already, Now, they were getting beat, what, 8 10 to 1. 10? Okay. 10 to 1, they're getting beat. So the goalie's already hot. <laughs> the 10-year-old goalie. <laughs> He's, this is a 10-year-old goalie who had previously been suspended by the league for fighting no yes oh he has a <laughs> really has a reputation so, huh? so he's got he yeah. got a bit of a rep i can't imagine why <laughs> well this time he stepped it up a notch initially he players this time he's in the crease the official skates over does what says whatever the official says and the goalie just punches him right in the gut <laughs> and so the official turns around skates away the goalie chases him and then whacks him upside the head with a stick <laughs> 10-year-old. As best as a 10-year-old can. Doesn't hit him very hard because the official plays it well, he's got really a lot good. Of pads on because yeah. he's the goalie. Yeah, so the official plays really it really well. Though. He's really rare back. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, when wild. the stick's almost bigger than you are as a 10-year-old, it's so it's, it's entertaining. And and the, the the announcer's reaction makes it makes it choice. Oh, man. Yeah. I have no idea what he said, but it's still the greatest <laughs> thing. Yeah. All right. Last thing. I don't know if you guys saw it. Did you see the woman in Piedmont, Alabama, who drove her 18-wheeler into her ex-boyfriend's oh mobile home? Mm. <laughs> she never hit the brakes, and she was shifting gears, baby. <laughs> and now... Papa's not in the graveyard, but Mama's, Mama's in, in the, the pen. pen. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Attempted murder, baby. Well done. Well done. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was the greatest. I, I, hey, Piedmont, Alabama, which is the next town from Jacksonville. <laughs> it, uh, going. No, it's it, if you're on 21, you're going north on 21, which is what runs through Jacksonville. And then you run into Piedmont. Home of the Bulldogs. Where where did you? Yeah, for some reason, this mic just went out. <laughs> Push that thing in. <laughs> Maybe you, you. I don't even know what happened. <laughs> anyway, yes, the Piedmont Bulldogs, where the uh, Steve Smith state champs. Good stuff. Great folks. Anyway, that's it for today's show. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us. <laughs> Bo's over here broke his microphone. I, I don't know what the heck happened. It's not. Oh, you got me. Oh, I'll tell you what probably happened is kind of like when the, it peaked. You got a little too loud. And yeah. so it muted you on, per, on on its own, and I can't do nothing about it from over here. So I can't, I can't help you. Bo said, see you later, alligator. And we'll see you tomorrow at 2 o'clock. <laughs> and hopefully we'll have Trebekah's, uh press conference live at two so and, and maybe my, maybe most microphone will be on tomorrow i don't know we'll, we'll see so, we'll see you then this is main street sports today presented by mid tennessee barn and joy have a good one